0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about why you should let your wife make the kid decisions unless she is consumed by anxiety and what that really looks like. Um, So, the point about okay, so what do I mean by all the kid decisions? All the kid decisions means like where they go to school what sports they play what book do you read what do you feed them you know like all this micromanagement of of shit that like most men are like what the fuck who cares you know I mean some men are really rigid and anxious and OCD not OCD OCPD some of them are OCD also um OCPD you know rigid as fuck you could listen to my podcast about that and they have like all sorts of fucking opinions about stuff but you know the majority of men uh don't Really care if you are going to read this book or that book, or bedtime is eight or eight fifteen, or nap time is one or two, or doesn't exist. You know, and so when men do care about that, it's anomalous and usually linked to a fair amount of rigidity. However, when women uh, care, it's much more normative for women to be the primary caretaker and for them to get really invested in these decisions. Why, evolutionarily? Well, a lot of reasons, but the number one. Is men can have infinity babies and women can't. So you know, biologically, women are much more invested in the finite amount of children that they can biologically have. You know, and that just is what it is. And if you disagree with that, then we're probably you know not compatible in terms of our podcast or podcasty relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that's just a basic premise: is that women give more of a shit, and that's fine. But when men get like uh, upset about other aspects about the relationship sometimes they don't even know they're being spiteful and instead they start like fucking with her on certain things like oh you need nap all the time like they need to nap maybe they don't need to nap maybe we should get rid of a nap like fuck you you know what do you care if your four year old still naps or doesn't nap you know like is, is this like a big picture sort of thing or are you just trying to be an asshole because you're mad that you're not getting laid probably it's the latter and so if you do want to get laid and you do want your wife to be, um, you know, tractable and pliable and not in a handmade tale kind of way, but in a way where she doesn't act like she hates you, then, you know, be nice about the shit that she cares about the most, which is literally nap time, literally, like that is what many women with nap time age children care about the most, particularly if they are highly sensitive people, they need the kids to go down more than you've ever needed anything in your life. And so, you know, I mean, just like, let it go biologically they are supposed to give a lot of a shit about this stuff and actually like it should be considered good that you picked a good wife who is a good mother to your children and really cares on a deep visceral level whether they go to public school or private school you know and if if you don't have enough other things going on that this turns into something where there's too many cooks in the kitchen, then I've seen this go very bad. So hobbies or your career or friendships or whatever the hell, therapy for yourself, self-growth in whatever way, go run some triathlons, whatever it is that could make you like not fight her on kid decisions is a positive because it really is a too many cooks in the kitchen sort of situation and mothers nowadays do not have to keep their children safe from you know predatory animals like they don't have to keep their kids safe from um, like a tiger about to eat them in the wilderness so instead they take all of that evolutionary protective energy and they focus it on where little Madison is going to go to summer camp and if you intervene she's just going to hate you, you know, and it's going to be a massive empathic rupture. And later in life, she will say things like, uh, we never should have let her go to that sleepaway camp, because that was the beginning of her social anxiety. And I let you push me into that. All right. Now, obviously, there's exceptions to every rule. And obviously, this one, I already told you what the exception is. So what is the only case in which I, you should not get more invested in your career slash triathlons as a deterrent for getting too involved in the minutia of Madison schooling? The situation in which your wife has clinical levels of anxiety, and she is always walking around with a frown um, and she looks always like there is a catastrophe looming and her facial expression is like that woman in the sequel to the movie Quiet where they are like you know basically escaping from alien predator monsters and that's what it is like to talk to her about when the kids should eat dinner because she is so massively paralyzed by anxiety that she cannot function and the children are learning to fear the world and fear people and and everything is, is danger and everything is focused on safety and health and she's scared of germs and she's scared of, of people and she's scared of sexual molestation and trafficking and just like constantly scrolling through Facebook with all of this shit that is never going to happen and you know and you are just completely flummoxed by how this got to this place well that's the case in which you still got to be involved with Madison because otherwise, you know, she's gonna like make Madison super anxious. I always use Madison as my name. I've been using it since 2014. So I guess I need to update it. But I literally have no idea what anybody names their baby now. So I don't know. Um, But the point is, if your wife is super anxious, then you got to get involved. If she's not super anxious and she still smiles and acts happy and has a life and some interests and, you know, whether or not she works, she does do things that are not only focused on the kids and she doesn't, like, cry every day about, like, how she's failing the kids or what their little friend groups are doing or whatever, if this is anything within, like, normal parameters, then let her at the very least take the lead, if not solely decide, about shit with the kids but if there is this situation there are higher rates of anxiety in women than men and I work with a lot of women with anxiety and if every single thing seems like a potential disaster and she's always telling you that you guys are going to traumatize the child and you're not like you know actually like beating your kids in which case you are going to traumatize your child but like if if everything if every time you talk to the kids you're invalidating them and we didn't say this right and that right and somebody looked at this at her sideways and what about this friend and what about this teacher the teachers always hate our child and you know some crazy shit like this is anxiety anxiety is when your wife always feels like the victim and the world is a dangerous place full of perpetrators and she's teaching your kids the same ideology That's when you got to get involved because you owe it to them. You cannot just enable the anxiety because then your kids will end up anxious. It's just as bad as if she was hitting them. You wouldn't let that. So, what do you do in this situation? Then you're gonna say, "All right, my wife is paralyzed by anxiety. I don't know how you have a camera in my home to tell me exactly what she acts like, but it seems like you do." What do I do now? Well, now is when you say you are pretty anxious about everything. I think that we need to get into therapy because we need to figure out how to parent on the right page. And I've looked up X person who works with parenting. Now, somebody who is anxious is, will always go to a therapy. Uh, uh, well, not always, but. Most women who suffer from anxiety, she will not go to a sex therapist. I know you tried. She will not maybe go to a couples counselor unless you're literally about to leave. But she will go to somebody who focuses on parenting. So you're going to look for a therapist. I mean, I got some working for me and parenting coaches and all sorts of shit. But um, so you can start there. But. But you got to find a therapist that focuses on parenting because if your wife really is consumed by anxiety, this will become readily apparent to the therapist, and then the therapist will help your wife through it. You can't just abandon your children, um, and and this is the time where you can't just focus on your career and the triathlon and whatever else because your kids are being raised to be super anxious. And I've done a lot of podcasts and posts about how parental anxiety just destroys children's mental health and makes them into little miniature anxious adults. And this is nothing that you can. This is the, the the if every decision is always guarding your child against potential danger. And these are like situations where we're deciding between two like fucking summer camps. And it's not like, you know, this isn't the hunger games. Then then your wife is struggling with bad anxiety and you owe it to your children to get involved. Also, medication is good for anxiety therapy. But what you can't do is just say, OK, uh, she found a therapist because so, here's a lot of guys are in this situation. And obviously, I tell it to you straight, so I'll continue to do so. Um, More men are in this situation than women where the spouse goes to therapy and does probably nothing. And, you know, you're not being an asshole. Probably it is nothing. Guys have been like, well, I mean, she's the same level of anxiety, the same level of depression. She's been talking to this person for 15 years every week. It's like, uh, okay, um, well, that person is probably maybe very useful to your wife as a support system, but that person is not obviously working on curing anxiety. I mean, you know, if they are, they're taking some back roads that I don't know. So, you know, you can't just let it go without you being part of it because then you don't know what's going on. And now this is the same in this rare situation, much rarer, where women tell me that the man has been in therapy for years and years with no change, but same kind of thing. Just assume you can't tell them not to see the person. The person could be the only person they're close to. I mean, honestly, you can't take away somebody's support system. That would be incredibly controlling and crazy, right? But what you have to do is add in something that might actually target some of the dysfunction that is spilling over onto and hurting the children. So that's why I say, say I will come and we will do parenting coaching together because I'm sure I'm a big part of the problem too or we will go to couples counseling focused on getting on the same page with parenting. So you got to be involved. You can't just wipe your hands of it. And if you are if your wife is extremely anxious and is um and you notice that the children are developing their anxious tics and their stomach aches and their sleep problems and their paranoia about being uh, isolated and ostracized by friends and everybody hates me and we're all going to die, then, you know, the child can also be in therapy, but it ain't going to help if your wife is still in their ear being very anxious. So that's why I always say that how do you help your child the most with anxiety is by working on your own anxiety. So, yeah, it, it's good. Get your child into uh, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy for anxiety great you know but your wife may not even allow that until you have talked together to somebody who's going to talk to both of you because remember a big part of generalized anxiety is is like um like regret like the fear of doing the wrong thing of regretting having done the wrong thing so that's when you can say listen I feel like you know the kids are getting really anxious I think we will regret it if we do not see somebody that can help us learn to pair and differently. So then, you know, this is the only time. Use the anxiety for for, for good. Use the anxiety to mobilize them. Now they could be anxious that they got to, you know, that they're parenting wrong. But they are, probably. There's a 1% chance that you think that they're an anxious lunatic, and they're not. And then you'll go in to the therapist, and the therapist will set you straight. And the therapist will be like, why no, Joe? You know, nine-month-old babies do do well on a nap schedule. She's not being crazy at all. And then you could have a learning experience. But... If if it's more like what I'm talking about, where it's like very hypervigilant, where you notice it runs through her whole family, her mother's super anxious, she's super anxious now, your daughter is developing anxiety and a stomachache constantly in school refusal or whatever the fuck else, then you know you got to intervene. If you have trouble with intervening, it is situated in seeing one of your parents be too passive and enabling around the other parent and allowing their mental illness, or you don't think of it as mental illness, so their quirks to run the show. So if you grew up with, let's say, a mother who drank a little too much or was so depressed she was in bed all the time or was anxious because people marry somebody like mommy or daddy and and your father just spent longer hours at the office, you know, then you learned that a man does not protect his kids but instead enables his wife's mental illness. Now you can break that cycle you can break that cycle. And now we could extrapolate from this specific topic to what about if your wife is depressed and irritable and screaming at the kids and, and spanking them and grabbing them. Same thing. And same thing in, in the inverse, the gender inverse. If that's your husband, if he's a total fucking asshole to the children, he's yelling at them all the time and he's, uh, you know, berating them and, and doing whatever else, because men usually goes toward anger when they're depressed, then you say to him, We need to get in and see a parenting coach, even if he refuses to go to therapy. I have scheduled this appointment with us. This is my line in the sand. You must come to this with me. Most people can be, can be convinced to do stuff for the good of their children because most people love their children more than anybody in the world. No matter how their mental illness is making them act, they still love their children on a deep level more than anything in the world. So you just got to be very assertive, which is outside of the comfort zone of many people and say, we are doing this because I am seeing that our children are, you know, kind of scared, anxious, um, negative, uh, refusing to do things, whatever the case may be. All right. So this is a good pep talk for anybody who is in this situation, which is unfortunately many people. Uh, Remember the first part. The first part was if you're not in this situation, if this made you newly appreciate your wife, who may be a little, you know, not perfect because who is, but she she is certainly not teaching your children to fear the world, then listen to her. You know, I mean, she wants to take a trip to the Grand Canyon because that's something that the kids will love instead of doing whatever you think that they should do. You know, go on a ski trip or whatever. And she instead wants to make some, you know, educational trip. Cool. Live and be well. Great. Say, wow, you're a great mom to want to teach them this or that or the other. Wow, you're a great mom to find wiffle ball camp. Wow, you're a great mom to find dance camp. Wow, you're a great mom to look to check out those books out of the library. Wow, look at that art project you did with them. Wow, you keep them to such a nice nap schedule. Say these nice things, but if it has jumped the shark and the rigidity and the the stranger danger and all sorts of shit is metastasizing into something that is choking out the air from the room that your children live in, then you got to do the second part of what I talked about, which is you got to get the both of you in with somebody that can work on this. All right. Uh, hope you enjoyed this. I hope it was not applicable to anybody, but sadly all things that I discuss are. Uh, And I'll talk to you all soon. Oh, did I not even tell you to subscribe? Yeah, I didn't. Wow, I must be uh, losing it. So my most recent subscription episode was on caring for your wife and how to care for your wife more. Maybe I did say that at the beginning, but either way, you should subscribe and I'll talk to you all soon.